truth. You got to protect Fields better. You got to protect that kid better. Knowledge. We've got to be able to tackle unabashed honesty. These kids, they're believing, they're buying in. Here we go. That's the guy that has to make it happen. What do you expect from legends? Ham and OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Ham and OB show starts now. 35-13, the final. As the Buffalo Bills come into Soldier Field, game time temperature was 9 degrees, the seventh coldest kickoff in Bears history. And uh, the Bears were cold offensively, defensively, and every offensively in the second half. It was a 10-6 lead for the Bears at the half, and they end up losing 35-13. to Andy, along with the guys, happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Today's the day you want to be in your Chevy listening to it on the radio with your heater blowing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'll tell you this. You know, going into this game, there was a lot to to kind of be excited about, and 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 coming off of a, a game where we fought, and both Ob and I thought we we had possibly the best combination of game plan and execution. We were very aggressive on both sides of the ball. We we did a lot of good things, but despite the fact that the Bills looked disinterested in this game, you know, we let it to have 10-6. to But then, and this is what really bothers me, the Buffalo Bills coaches, they earned their money in the second half. And even though Josh Allen was was still cold and wasn't on his, his normal game, and really their entire offense sputtered, we made so many mistakes, and our coaches, they're – idiotic adjustments were just it was it, it was it was sad to see ob early in the fourth quarter we had the ball down close to the red zone on two separate possessions on the one we decide not to kick a field goal in a tight game when we were down 11 on fourth and three they said fourth and two but it was really three anyway we don't get it because the uh, the the play was challenged, and so we have to turn it over. But during that course of offensive play calling series, we never tried to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, and the first play was a little weak uh, dump off to uh, uh, Montgomery to the right, and then Fields tried some kind of a load to the left where they were waiting for us. And I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of the Buffalo defense. Uh, I don't think you know they're going to be the goods come playoff time, but they had answers for us, and we were not able to get anything going. And the thing that breaks – an offense is back is if you play passively and play into the opposition's hands. And that's what we did, OB. We never threw the ball in the end zone, something you no. scream about day in and day out. And I got to tell you, everybody's talking about Luke Getze has had, needs some kind of special award for, you know, the emergence of Justin Fields. I think he's actually a hindrance because he will not let this kid run the offense that he needs to run, which is a lot quicker play-action-oriented uh, attack where he makes real quick decisions and gets rid of the ball. Today, it was abysmal, especially the second half, and you got to tip your cap. The Buffalo Bills, they made the adjustments, and they walk away the winner. Well, Danny, <laughs> um, what I saw today was an accumulation of things that I've seen the past I don't know what, uh, 14 games, 15, whatever it's been. And it's like, just take folks, for instance, 
our defensive line. Told you last week, the week before, the week before that, you watch our four down linemen, or if it's three, or if it's five, whatever we come with, do you watch their first move? All day today. You know why we never touch the passer? We're last in the league in quarterback hits. We are last, dead last in the league in quarterback hits. When we red dog or we blitz, we are tied for last in the National Football League. Of the 32 teams, we're tied for dead. In other words, we're not aggressive, which I've been screaming about, be aggressive. Last week, they put up a hell of a game. Game plan, I thought. They were aggressive. Where was it at today? We're going to rely on our defensive line when you see them play after play, quarter after quarter, game after game. And by the way, this is not an I think. They stand straight up in the air like a bunch of, I don't know, blocking dummies. And and they hand fight. That's what an offensive, offensive lineman wants you to do. Hand fight them. Why? You're going nowhere. You have no power up there. Your power's in your legs, and you take a low position, a half a man in, a half a man out, throw him, spin, do something, instead of standing there and getting slapped around like a little bad kid. I'll tell you what. I, You know, I, 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 for the life of me, can't figure out what this coaching staff is thinking about. I don't. You tell me, Getsy, our offensive coordinator, fourth quarter, it's around what? Ten minutes, a little over ten minutes to go. We get a turnover. We're on the 17-yard line. And not one time. We've only won three games. Did you see? Now, we had four downs there, okay? Not one time do we call a play to go into the end zone to score a touchdown. Now, my God, folks, in the name of what's right and true about this game, you tell me that's a qualified coach, our offensive coordinator, that you don't even try to go into the end zone and score a touchdown when you won three lousy games all year and you've got the momentum and you don't even go to try to score a touchdown? My Lord! What are you thinking about? You're not thinking. You know, I got to tell you, Andy. Yeah. You know, and and obviously, you know, first half we were we were leading ten to six, and we we're saying, hey, hey, you know what? We're we're playing hard. We're not playing well, but we're playing hard. We're doing some things that make sense. And talking about throwing it in the end zone, how did we score the only touchdown of the first half? We threw it into the end zone. Byron Ping, Pringle over there in the corner, standing yeah. by himself. You never know what's going to happen. You throw it into the end zone, you got a chance. We don't have a chance with this offensive coordinator, I'm telling you. Nobody can convince me that not only does he have a schematic design that is somewhat superior, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for smart minds that give you an advantage, even when you got less than players, guys that don't match up, but, you know, 
I, I see it all the time. And you know what? I'm out of the corner of my eye over here. I'm watching the Atlanta Falcons. They're battling their guts out down in Tennessee. And they're doing all kinds of creative things, getting the ball to, you know, in play and, and attacking the Tennessee. De- and it, it was, it was, it was abysmal. It was abysmal. As good as the plan was and, and the aggressiveness of the team last week in the second half today, I think it was three, four, five big steps backwards. It was, it was almost embarrassing. You know, I just <clears throat> let me <clears throat> go back on this this point again, Danny. You know, we're roughly around the seventeen yard line, and 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 we, folks, my God, what are you thinking about? There's there you could flood a zone. You could throw two corner routes. You could throw crossing ends. You could throw slants. You could throw a post pattern when you're on a 17, 20-yard line, whatever. Go into the end zone. And I, the, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm stumbling here for work. I can't. I, I almost I came flying out of the chair in the boardroom here at WGN. Are you kidding me? You don't even attempt to score? Jesus. Take it away, Andy. All right, 312-981-7200. That's our phone number if you want to get in on the therapy session here after the Bears lose 35-13 to the Buffalo Bills. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Third and goal. Fields. Throw it. This side of the field. Wide open for the touchdown. Dante Pettis. Courtesy of CBS Sports, Dante Pettis catching the uh, touchdown pass there from... Justin Fields. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bills beat the Bears today 35-13 at Soldier Field. And uh, again, it was a 10-6 game at the half. And it seemed as though Luke Getze went into uh, the, the the shell, the cocoon a little bit there, and just uh, disappeared, basically. Well, and, and, you know, early in the game, and especially looking at last week, the way we were aggressive and we were attacking, not only running the ball, you know, with that stretch zone, you know, pounding away inside, we were trying all this little fancy stuff, trying to get on the outside, and that plays right into the Buffalo defense's hands. That they were, they're a fast, uh, you know, matchup kind of a, a defense that they they want you to try to finesse them. They don't like you to 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 pound on them. And last week, the 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 Miami Dolphins went in there and trampled them, almost got a win. But of course, today we're going to try to outsmart everybody, and we wind up. It blowing up in our face and getting embarrassed in the second half. Danny, and, and going back to this, folks, because I, I, I'm having a heck of a time trying to get past this in that fourth quarter with that interception, the turnover, and we're on basic 17-yard line, and, and we don't go in to try to score, folks. You know, this is on the – hey, wait a minute. This was all, we, a series three minutes earlier where we were essentially in the same position on the field and we exactly. never tried to go in and own that possession. Exactly, folks. Exactly. And, and, and you know, and then, and then what come, comes into my mind, you know, the passing game. I harp on it, passing all the time. Well, going into this game, folks, passing first downs, where do we rank? Dead last, 32nd. Net yards passing – 1,919 yards, 32nd, dead last. Gross yards, 2,232, where do we rank? 32nd, dead last. Getting sacked, we rank 30th, two from dead last. 
Yards lost, 29th, three from being dead last. And these are things that should have been corrected and they should have moved forward on our passing game by this time in the year 2022. This late in the season, we should not be dead last in almost every category in a passing game in the National Football League. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then going back to today, throw again, throw all caution to the wind. We should have been more aggressive. We were a little bit aggressive, but not as much as last week, which I loved. And we have nothing to lose. But boy, I'm going to tell you, when you have your offensive coordinator and we have a franchise quarterback who basically can, according to what all the geniuses around here, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He can do anything. How the hell is it? How is it that you not one time, not one time with a three, we've won three games all year that you don't even go into the end zone to try to score a touchdown? Not one time in the National Football League? And Getze, you're the offensive coordinator? Wow. And and, and again, you know, we talked in the pregame, you know, the play action has got to become a staple. We have, we've gotten away from it for whatever reason. Never you know, it. the boots. Early on, we were successful doing that. Then they made a correction, you know, and, and the defense, and they were pressuring that. Well, that's where you go ahead and start attacking inside, running the ball right at them. Instead, we kept doing the same stupid things over and over again. Guess what? The Buffalo Bills rushed for 254 yards. We didn't even get 100. Not even 100. 91. Let's get to the calls. Let's do that. 312-981-7200 is the telephone number. Let's start with Pat in Lincoln Park. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, Happen OB. I'm driving down my car in my car right now. And, uh, you know, it's Christmas time. I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. But my question to you is, you know, maybe we talk about something some good things that happened. Not today, but that's what Christmas is about. Many years ago, I was at that game, Hamp, if you remember, in 83 when he played Green Bay. I think it was the coldest game ever in Soldier Field, and you guys had nothing to lose in that game. And you beat Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs. And I remember watching you guys down there because there's only about 35,000. None of you guys quit. I mean, you're playing for money. You're playing for pride. Like, hey, who's the best kid on the block? And that was really cool. You don't see that today, but, you know, that's what Christmas is about. You know, you're, you were my Santa Claus back then, so just wanted to say that. Well, Merry Christmas Thank to you, Pat. You. Well, let Thank me jump you, in there and say something real quick, Pat. They also had a coach by the name of Mike Ditka, who was a realist, all right? And he knew this game from A to Z. He was an All-American at Pitt, All-Pro, Hall of Famer, World champion and a world champion head coach that is arguably, or maybe not even arguably, called the greatest team of all time, the 85 Bears. There's the difference, Pat. The difference. Mike Ditka. That's the difference. Yeah, and I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I have been very supportive of this head coach, Matt Eberflus, has done, I think, a, a number of very good things. But you said a minute ago, for our offensive coordinator not to correct certain issues, 
I don't even think he acknowledges it. I don't, I don't even know if he's aware of it. It's like he's operating within a vacuum. He doesn't see the writing on the wall. And, you know, in some of these radio stations in town, they're screaming, oh, we should give it to Eberflus and make Getsy the head coach. This guy, I'm oh telling my you. God. Oh, my. No way. No way. And I'll tell you this about the 83 team. Yeah, you know, we're a couple of years away from making the, you know, the big run. But that is when you find out who is going to be on the team. And everybody wanted to sell out to be a part of it. I didn't see it today. Well, Danny, I, I'm not going to point out any numbers or any names that but we the game we were talking about a couple of times I told you I said did you see that kid did you see the effort on the kid yep folks some of those guys the effort wasn't there yep but I'll tell you for the most part these kids I think are playing their hearts out I really do and and I really loved last week it was the first time I ever seen us really come with blitzes safety blitzes line tricks linebacker blitzes we went after people we threw the ball downfield. Now, what they were thinking about today, I have absolutely no idea. It's cold out there. Big deal. What, you can't throw the football? Give me a break. Let's get one more in here before we got a break for the news. Let's go out to uh, Mike in Rockford. Mike, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hello, guys. Uh, listen, let me say this about Luke Getze, and I pray to God that I'm right in my assumption. Guys, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy factualist, Okay. I hope and pray to God. I know, guys, you played the game. I played high school football and one year of college, junior college football. I don't have the expertise you guys do. But when you prepare for a game, the players invest all the time and effort, the workouts, all week preparing, going into the classroom and learning the next opponent and and learning what they do and what they don't do and what you have to do and what kind of plays you got to run. A lot goes into preparing for a game. These players... They play their hearts out. Most of them do. Yes, they do. I think, is it possible, guys, that it's somehow these coaches are playing to lose because they really want to get, I know, guys, it sounds crazy, but come on, that they are going to get this number two slot in the draft. Because, guys, let me tell you, if it's not the case, I'm scared to death because I've been out there. Uh, Mike, thanks for the call. We appreciate that very much. We're up against the news time, but you want to make a comment real quick? You know what? I I will address this when we get yeah. back because it's okay. a long answer. All right. Sounds good. 312-981-7200 is our telephone number. If you want to get in on the fun here, it happen will be. The Bears lose, by the way, 35-13 to the Bills. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Allen stands in. Throws. Far side. Intercepted. Picked off by Kyler Gordon. Gorlin up the sideline. Still on his feet. Coming back across. And now down. 35-yard line brought down by the running back James Cook. Kyler Gordon with his third interception of this season. Courtesy CBS Sports, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and Chevy Drives, Chicago.com. Bears lose 35-13 to the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field today. We're taking your calls, 312-981-7200, just before the break for news. Uh, the the quote-unquote conspiracy theory, and I, I, I guarantee he's not alone in thinking about the coaching staff and just some of the players, you know, not exactly playing well, to win. they're trying to tank, they did a, yeah. a, a hell of a job. I, I, I'll stand and applaud Lou Getze for tanking and, uh, you know, playing us into a hole. But I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, and OB, you mention it all the time, that it, this game is different than basketball or baseball. You could die on the field. So, I mean, that you have to have a mindset to where you're going to play – and play as hard as you can. And the 
end game of that is you're going to play to win. You're going to play violent and, and, and as hard as you can. And if indeed these coaches are keeping it in the bag and keeping kind of a, a muzzle on us from being able to be as aggressive and attack as much as what we should be, shame on them. And I don't think so, but I'm just telling you, it sure as hell looked like it in the second half because we gave up a 33-yard touchdown run, and about five minutes later we gave up a 27-yard touchdown run. And when we haven't seen that all year. And Buffalo is no, you know, house of fire running the ball. So I'm just telling you, whatever we thought we were going to be able to do in a defense, the defensive and offensive game plan schematic wise, it was pathetic, pathetic. And you know, hey, it's Christmas Eve and you don't want to get this negative, but that was, that was unacceptable. And I feel bad for the 40,000 people out there braving the cold to have to sit there for three hours and watch this. Well, looking at the game here, just looking at some, some more stats, guys. Why'd we lose? Well, let me tell you something, which I, the most important to me uh, down is third down, okay? So the third down efficiency, again, from week to week to week, folks, we converted two on 12. Two times out of 12, you're going to lose a football game. And what we do in passing today, I think we netted somewhere around 100 yards, Give or take a yard to one way or the other. In rushing, we ran the ball for 80 yards. And we had an average of 2.8 yards per run. Folks, you will never win a game in the National Football League. And these stats we look at from week to week to week. Where is the corrections from week to week? Why hasn't the strategy changed from week to week to week? It's enough already with getting pounded and not trying to convert on third. Uh, excuse me, on third down. How is that possible? From week to week, you maybe you get two out of fourteen, you get three out of sixteen, you get five out of twelve. It's unbelievable. My God, you got th- this. Is the game of football? The field's fifty-three yards wide and hundred yards long. And there's two things at the end that are 10 yards. They're called end zones. Try getting there, Ketsy. You know, and I don't want to hear about this, well, we're not that good and blah, blah, blah. Carolina won today, beat the hell out of Detroit, and Detroit is on a mission trying to get into the playoffs, and now they've won six games. Six games, they fired their coach. They got rid of all their quarterbacks, and yet they win. They find a way to win. Don't tell me these coaches are doing a bang-up job. Let's wow. get to the phones. Wow, that was a power statement, Danny. <laughs> wow. 312-981. The Texans are beating Tennessee, and nobody gave them a chance. 312-981-7200. When you uh, call, you'll be talking to Sammy Martino behind the glass there. He's he's a solo act today, and we're in a nice little Santa hat, so tell him he's doing a nice job, and tell him he looks really good in a Santa hat. Too. He's the best. Where's he is the best. Better. All right. Let's go back out to uh, let's go to Mike in Hawthorne Woods. Mike, you're on with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Got a question for Hamp. How's your old buddy uh, Steve McMichael doing? And my next question is, uh, can you guys find us some four nasty, burly offensive linemen that can actually move some people so he can run the ball or pass the ball? That's the. It's not. I don't think it's Getzy. I don't. He's got nothing to work with. Those. He's got enough to do more than he did today. Offensive line are bums. They're bums. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Mike. All right. First of all, let me answer about Steve. I went to see him earlier this week, and you know. 
keep your prayers coming. It's it's not good. Uh, he's hanging in, hanging in there. Uh, you know, bless him and his family this Christmas Eve. There's only so much he can do, Dan. Yeah, but let me let me just tell you this. I wrote down about three minutes into the second half. I said. Buffalo's offensive line is taking this game over. And that's why they started running the ball with purpose. And it, it was so notable. I, 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 I'll show you on the piece of paper we here. We stand straight up in the air, Danny. Our, our, yeah, our, our, our blocking dummy defensive line, you know, on cue, started playing like you know what. And, again, yes, we need to – And hey, we're playing without our two starting offensive guards, okay? That being said, it doesn't change the fact that we can do more running at people. Buffalo is not a dominant physical front. You can run at them. Instead, we were trying to, you know, nibble at the edges, and Justin was getting run down. Montgomery is getting run down. Khalil Herbert back was a non-factor getting run down. All I'm saying is, yeah, we need to work on the offensive line. And there's a guy down in Kansas City. His name is Nicky Allegretti. Nicky Allegretti would be a great free agent signing. I hope Ryan Poles remembers him because he came from Kansas City. All right, let's go to the University of Illinois kid. Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. And he's a yes, mauler. He is. Yes, he is. All right, let's go back out to the phones. Uh, let's go out to South Florida. Welcome in. David, David, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, my prayers out to Mongo for uh, hopefully to get better. Um, there you go. This is why I, I – I, uh, Ed, Dan, I've been calling you guys for four years, and every year it gets worse and worse with the time management. We had the ball 51 seconds and left in the first half. I know Fields got sacked on the previous play. Well, why don't you have three timeouts? Why are we not taking a shot downfield? You never know what can happen. You can get a pass interference. You can catch the ball. You get it down in their, in their side of the field, and you never know what can happen. We always play to lose. We don't play to win. Every single week this has been going on. My second point, and Dan, you're a defensive guru. Both of you guys are Tremendous defensive gurus. We uh, Buffalo had the ball in the first half around the two. Why didn't we stack up, uh, put a put a nose over the center, and two linebackers shooting the gaps? Because you knew uh, Josh Allen had just fumbled the snap previous. Why don't you shoot those gaps and meet that guy in the two yards in the end zone? We might have had a safety, and that might have changed the whole momentum of the whole game. Great points. Thank you, and David. Merry Christmas to you. You know, it, 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 it's mind-boggling. You know, it, it, this Travis Smith is the defensive line coach. I think that's his name. I'll look it up. I don't know what he's doing all week. I mean, they had the backup center in. Morris was out, so they, they put the the guard in, who is the catastrophe fill-in at center, and he had a bad snap or two, and yet we never put anybody on his nose trying to work him over in the cold. I mean, you could, you, I could envision, you know, three, four, five, you know, bad snaps or muffs or him, you know, trying to get the ball up and you get underneath him and, and, and cause some havoc in the back. We don't, we don't do anything smart. When they, when they, or a corner on the opposition goes out and they bring in, uh, you know, a rookie corner, we don't throw at him. We're too stupid. Hey, Peyton Manning made a career out of it. He'd wait for somebody to get hurt on defense, and then the next five balls went to the you know the guy covering you know uh, the receiver that was just in off the sidelines. It's 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 insane. But here's the thing, and I'm going to tee you up, Ob. 
We, I mean, we hated it when Tressman and and John Fox, you know, a minute and eight seconds left at the half and would squat on the ball and go in at halftime. To me, I think what it is, we've always had this 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 syndrome of a quarterback that is so. How should I say? He has such a a a, a poor self-image that we don't want him throwing the ball up and possibly getting an interception and then it makes him look bad and I don't know what it is but as a defender I'll tell you this Ed I hated those moments because they were almost like throwaway moments but smart teams would make you play them and they'd max protect and they'd throw it as far as they could and then That's, try to get our defensive backs to make a mistake Dan and 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 to you and David and, and to all our listeners if you listen to me long enough that this year, last year, the year before, the year before, the year before that, I'm a, I was very passionate about when there's 38 seconds to go in the first and second quarter, when there's uh, like maybe 56 minutes, or even if there's like 19 or 20 seconds to go. I'm talking about seconds, I mean. I'm talking about seconds, okay? And we take a knee, or we don't even attempt to throw the ball down the field. How many times have you people heard me talk about that game after game, year after year? We never do. And guess what? This regime here, the same damn thing. Why do you not try to score? Why our receiver might catch the ball? How about that for a novelty? Or there might be interference. It might be intercepted. If it is, it's like a long punt with a couple seconds to go. But also, the key is, the game cannot end on a penalty. Pass interference. And we don't even attempt? We don't even attempt to do that? Gee. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. We need to take a quick time out here. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. It was the Bills over the Bears today, 35-13 out at Soldier Field. Fields with time. Capital B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer to ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bayless Jones Jr. making a nice catch. Had a couple of nice returns today as well, but it didn't uh, didn't help in the final score, 35-13. The Bills over the Bears. The Bills have clinched the AFC East. They're the number one team right now in the AFC. And unfortunately, the Bears fall to 3-12 and with Detroit on the schedule next at Detroit. Let's head back to the phones. A lot of folks want to get in here and uh, chat you guys up. Let's go out to... Nick in Evanston. Nick, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Dan, OB, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry uh, Christmas. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I just uh, I had a quick question. So I, I've, I've been going to Bears games, you know, pretty much all the home games for about six years now. And, I mean, today felt like especially terrible, uh, both the cold and on the field, I suppose. But um, what what is the likelihood of these guys having jobs next year? I mean, Luke Getze, you know, I feel like it's split. People are saying that he, he shouldn't have a job or he should be a head coach. Like, why is there so much of, of a divide there? Alan Williams, I feel like, has been, been pretty good all season. And, you know, I mean, he's not working with much here, and hopefully we could get some more on the defensive side. And and Flus, too. Like, I mean, you know, uh, is is what he's doing really, really good in the long run, or, or should these guys be out next year? What, what do you guys think on that? Well, personally... And I've got I've got my uh, 
my situation and, and, and looking at what's happened with two games to go here in the 22 season. And uh, I think, uh, Nick, if you I probably would agree with me, I would have to give this, an, a, on the best day, a D. On the best day, a D. But as far as the coaching staff on both sides of the ball, I'd give them an F. Why? Like, you talk about, you know, I was talking about being aggressive, offensively and defensively. You know, in blitzing, we're tied for dead last. Tied for dead last in going after our opponents in blitzes. Tied for dead last. We're in quarterback hits. Not only do we not sack them, we're dead last in hitting the quarterback. That's getting close enough. We're dead last there. And then what do I have to tell you about our passing game? Where are we in our passing game? Almost dead last in every category. Now, who is it? Is it the 53 kids that are playing, that are suiting up, that are on this team? Or is it the 25 coaches that are putting the game plans together in a 17-game schedule? Who is it? Is it the players or is it the coaches? What's the problem this year? I think it's an easy answer, Nick. I really do. All right, so anytime you get a new regime like this, and Ryan Poles, you know, getting rid of Roquan and and, and uh, the defensive end, Robert Quinn, okay, hey, nobody's safe, right? Well, let's make sure no none of these coaches are safe. Let's look at some of the glaring weaknesses on our team. Number one, number one, passing game coordinator, receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert, passing game coordinator. Please. You got to look at him. You got to look at this. We're 32nd in every, everything. Not some things, everything. Number two, defensive line. We've talked about it year after year after year, but this year more importantly and more specifically, it's, it's unreal. How, how pathetic their technique is, their stances, just from top to bottom. Some guy named Travis Smith, never heard of him. All I'm saying is, just like we're going to get rid of a bunch of people to get ready for next year, we need to do the same thing with some of these coaches. Well, I tell you what, folks, if for you people that that can relook at this game, I just want you to, again, look at where, when we're in the red zone. Do you ever see us go and score a touchdown? That's beyond important. And just look at our defensive line. On series after series after series, game after game, especially today, you could really see it today. Every play, Andy, you were sitting right next to me. I told you, Andy, what do you see there? Our four down linemen snapping the ball. They go stand straight up, folks. Straight up. I don't know. They're trying to be the tallest defensive line in the league or something. And they hand fight. We don't even get close to putting pressure on the quarterback. And they do what they want against us. And by all the way, and by also in the running game. Same damn thing. You've got to be low when you're a defensive lineman. You've got to be low. That's where all your techniques come from, being low, and you bridge out from there. Green 19, is that? Second and 10, and once again, it's Montgomery, and Montgomery tripped up, and the ball is loose. Ball is loose. Bill's come away with it. Let's see what the call is. Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. That our game-changing moment. Brought to you by Muller's Auto Group. 
David Montgomery with that third quarter fumble. Bears had a 10-6 lead. Kind of changed a little momentum at that point. It was a huge play, uh, blow to the offense. And, you know, and, and it's unfortunate David Montgomery's, you know, running the ball hard. It's just... It's, uh, yeah, of all people, it's got to be him. Yeah, it, uh, a, a big mistake. Have it all be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Before we get back to the phone, just uh, make sure we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Let this be a Christmas Eve. Celebrate uh, with some family. Happy Hanukkah and happy holidays in general to uh, to all of our listeners out there. Amen. We certainly appreciate you sticking with us here after the Bears lost tonight 35-13 to to the Buffalo Bills. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's go out to Lions and welcome in Greg. Greg, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year to you and all your staff. I enjoy your program every week. Um, I called in a few weeks ago, and I've been thinking about what's going on over, over time. I don't know if it's the players or the coaches, but I think the McCaskies have a new way of uh, selling tickets in the NFL. It's you buy a, t- buy a first half ticket and see a great team playing, or you buy a second half ticket and watch the loss. Well, and again, that that has been kind of a track record of the program for a number of years. You know, halftime, it's, um, it's about adjustments and, you know, Making some changes, whether it's schematically or as far as coverages, different things. You know, we were so scared of Josh Allen running today. We were playing a lot, a lot of two deep soft zone. And, uh, despite that, you know, he, we were pretty good in coverage, but then, you know, they just decided to run it at us and boom, then we gave up over 250 yards on the ground and that'll get you beat. I seem to remember early in the year, we were kind of lamenting the the adjustments that they were making at halftime, and then all of a sudden it just kind of kind of disappeared. Kind of faded away. And, and you know, that's in my mind, that's where coaches make their money. You know, you can come up with a plan on Tuesday and implement it all week, but if it doesn't work, you've got to make adjustments in real time at halftime, and we don't do it. All right, let's go out to Countryside next. And Francesa, you are on with Hampton B. Go ahead. Hi, guys. First of all, big-time fan of you both and a long-time Bears fan. Very frustrating because uh, if I can watch the game and predict what play the Bears are going to run, I guess it's pretty easy for the defense to do that. Uh, We lack creativity on offensive play calling something terribly. Uh, We're just too predictable and... uh, we have no little uh, two-step drops and a get rid of the ball. We're hanging on to the ball way too long. And the passing game, as OB <laughs> says, week after week, doesn't exist, really. And I just see there's no creativity. The coaching staff is bad. Sorry. I Ever since the Washington game, they've been there on my SL, guys. So what do you got to say? I know what you're going to say, but I'll shut up and listen. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. I appreciate it. Thank you, dear. The, the OB, you know, predictability has been, you know, obviously a bugaboo with this offense the entire season. And you would think that a quarterback with a dimension like Justin Fields would give you license to be so ultra creative. And yet it's, it 
it's essentially the same nonsense week after week after week. But I, I will tell you this, and this is, and, and, and nobody will probably pick up on it, but despite the limitations, the fact that Justin Fields has not had his top four receivers the last couple of weeks, he has had a higher QBR quarterback rating than Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen today. Yeah, wait a minute, but, but wait, wait, no. The fact you, you're receivers. the guy talking about facts. It's a fact. You look at the QBR, and he outplayed Jalen Hurts, and he outplayed Josh Allen today. If you look at the QBR, and I'm just saying all that, you know, nobody will notice it. But at at some point, you got to think you got something if you can just learn to maximize what talent he has and what this offense is capable of. And, okay, then okay. Uh, th- going on what you just said there, going on what it's not the players, it's the coaches. That's what I take from what you just said. And by the way, I agree with you if that's what you said. I would this I yeah, that's what. Okay, last week I think uh, Justin had a 118 and uh, Jalen Hurts was like 80-something. Today, Justin had a, uh, a QBR of 92.5 and Josh Allen, 71.3. And a lot of that is the fact he threw two interceptions and, you know, he his passer rating obviously was a lot, you know, uh, heavily penalized because of that. All those things being said... You're, it's not like Justin Fields has got a, a you know a forty three rating in these losses. We got two losses back to back where on paper he outplayed two MVP candidates. Well, he didn't outplay anybody because I'll tell you stat those number wise you're talking about yeah. But when you convert on two of twelve and what we convert, it's not good. I know we, it's week after week. That's coaching. It's the same thing. We can't convert on third down. And he's our quarterback. Yep. Whether he's throwing a ball, he's running it, or he's handing it off. We're not converting on third down. We can't pass. We're not a legitimate NFL passing team. Whose fault is that? I mean, we could go up and down this list all the time. But when you, the most important down is third down. And when you can't convert, whose problem is it? Is it the quarterback or is it the coach's problem? Or is it all the above? 312-981-7200. Let's sneak one more in before we have to hit another timeout. We'll go to Mark in Broadview. You are on with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Mark. Hi, guys. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, and I really to you. enjoy the show. Thank you. I really enjoy the show before I lose my mind with this coaching staff. And that's why I called. It's not the players. They're playing hard. It's the teacher. And I learned that from Karate Kid. Wax on, wax off, huh? <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I, OB, and you and I, obviously, you don't have as high of a regard of our quarterback as I do, but I just think he's been handcuffed by putting him in certain offensive play calls that they're not his strength. And especially when you don't have your top four receivers or your two starting guards, everything is magnified and compounded. At some point, you got to let this kid be able to be on the edges, run play action, do different things. How many play actions did we see today, OB? I, I don't think that's a I play saw call. one. Okay, and that's a play call, and we did not see it one time today. So what, what am I to think? Well, Dan, if you go back to last year, 
This is almost two, two. We're coming up on completing two years with Justin Fields as our quarterback, okay? And, and I'm going to tell you, you look at the amount of games we won, the amount of games we've lost, and then go ahead and compare that to some of the other young quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes, the kid today. The kid today. Compare him to him. Compare him to uh, Justin Herbert out with the L.A. Chargers. Compare him to these other young quarterbacks that are out there. There's a big difference, Danny. Those guys are winning, and they're competing, and they still have their teams in the fight, and look at us. We can't win a damn game. We can't win a game. Now, is it because of Justin Fields? Is it because of the other 10 guys on offense? Is it because of our coaches? Or is it all of them? Starting to look and it's game after game, and it's year after year. Yeah, like string. what? This just all of a sudden happened? We just started losing? What the hell do you think's been going on here the past 10, 15 years? It's a joke. All right, Fran, hold. Please stay there. We're going to get to your phone calls right after we take a quick time out here. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose today 35-13 to the Bills at Soldier Field. More of Hampton OB coming up next on 720 WGN. From all of us at WGN. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. WGN. Big games are won in the trenches. Hardworking, dependable Grabowskis. They get the job done. Day in and day out. When the game is on the line, Chevy Silverado is one tough customer day in and day out. It's designed to handle the big jobs with over 13,000 pounds of towing capacity, trailering sway control, and auto-grade braking. Chevy Silverado can haul the biggest loads on the roughest roads. Right now, use your $500 Chevy Red Tag bonus cash to get $1,500 total cash allowance on a new Silverado 1500 2.7 liter engine pickup. Plus, current Chevy owners get an additional $2,500 cash allowance. This all adds up to big savings you don't want to miss this holiday season. So head to your local Chevy dealer to find your red tag and then your deal or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details. Test drive a Chevy Silverado at your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and put on your big boy pants. I can just remember from a very early age, if there was any type of health care related issue, my parents would always talk about how important, how much trust and relief they had by having a Blue Cross Blue Shield card. I'm Stephan Harris, and I am the president of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois. For most of my life, I carried a Blue Cross card in my wallet, and it's always been very important. We want to be with our members through every stage of their life, through every major life event, from the time that they have their firstborn child to the time that they're actively engaged in the workforce. We want to be there for them and provide coverage that's meaningful. And I feel very proud today to have that Blue Cross card for the same reason. So through it all, to me, it really emphasizes who we are as a trusted partner. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Get all the gridiron info from those in the know on Chicago Football Weekly with Jared Payton and Caitlin Sharkey. Tonight at 6 on WGN-TV. Did. They said they told me it was going to be a nagging injury all year. So, you know, just going to fight through it these last two games. and. Quarterback, Justin Fields. 
A nagging shoulder injury popping up again here for him today and the loss to the Buffalo Bills, 35-13. Hamp and OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at Chevy Drive Chicago. Dot com. And before we get back to the phones, that uh, yeah. OB, you got something you want to say? Yeah, I just like a little shout out to uh, Wendy Snyder, who is back here at WGN. Oh, yes, and, she is. Uh, her her uh, her uh, husband Jimmy, his parents uh, Jim and Annette McInerney have been dear dear friends of mine. My God, for well over fifty years, and they're they're a great family and a wonderful family. And I'll tell you what, I listen to Wendy whenever I can, and I know she fills in a lot, but it's good to have her back here. I'll tell you what, she is terrific. I tell you, no matter what time of the day, no matter what show she's on, she's spot on, man. She is spot on. And she's got that energy, infectious it, energy, right? Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> well, it comes from a good family, her husband and, and Jim and Annette McInerney. I love you people. Thank you. All right, we wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to you, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, we're not celebrating here right now because the Bears lost 35-13 to the Buffalo Bills. We've got some uh, more fans wanting to jump in here on the phone lines. Let's go out to Maurice in Chicago. You're on with Happen OB. Go ahead, Maurice. Oh, holiday, gentlemen. Um, I would like to agree with your assessment, Mr. Hammond, Mr. Obradovich. It, as I stated earlier, this season, it's not a thing of them not attacking, it's them not adjusting. You have Herbert and Montgomery, the ones who punched, they never used them. Buffalo, on the other hand, Devin Singletary burned the Bears up. We go back then to defense. Uh, where was defensive coordinator Al Williams uh, planned Stop him. Then I wonder is Justin Fields truly a quarterback? He seems more a running back. Is this lack of development vetoed by Lugetsi or the quarterback coach? All right, Maurice, thanks. Gents. Well, I, I've got an opinion. What do you think, Obi? Well, it's, it's very simple to me. You know what? Uh, Justin Fields, you know, he's not clean on this deal. You know, the last two years here, we've lost a ton of games. Okay? And 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 uh, he's done a lot of things that I, I really don't like. But then again, take a look at the two coaching staffs he's been under. I didn't like Nagy. His, his the way he went about business – his last few years here, especially last year, and what's going on with this offensive coordinator they hired from Green Bay, who was supposedly the quarterback coach up there, not the offensive coordinator, but we hired him to be the offensive coordinator here. I don't like what he does. And and I think it's quite evident in what you've seen last year and what you've seen this year. Proof is in the pudding, folks. It's right in front of you. My God, how do you get in the red zone and you don't try to score a touchdown? Come on. Okay, something so simple. Other teams do it. And, and you know, we, we're talking about play action. You know, Peyton Manning, 90% of his game was play action. He went in the Hall of Fame because of it. Okay, and what is one of the major plays off of play action? It's the quick slant. 
You have those linebackers diving up in the line, and then you're throwing it right behind them right. on a quick slant. How many quick slants have we seen this year? I Next think to one. none. One. I think I won about eight weeks ago. I'm just saying it, that is criminal. That is criminal. And that's the easiest throw for a quarterback. Yeah, you've got to have an arm, and you've got to be able to anticipate and throw it you know, on time with a certain amount of accuracy. But Justin Fields is more than capable of it. Why don't we see it? Why don't they do that six to eight times a half? And then when that starts bringing the safeties up, then you can hit Valus Jones on those deep posts or, or the deep outs. We don't do anything in a schematic sense to set up something else. It's like a grab bag. Let's try this. Let's try that. And it's always the same nonsense that's usually going horizontal instead of vertical and attacking people. All you have, And to, that's all coaching, OB. Right. All you have to do, folks, is just look at the highlights on, on, on Sunday, late Sunday, or early Monday, whenever, all right, and look at and you see how many times – the opponents, I mean, when they attack each other, how many times do you see the quick slant? I mean, it is, it, it, it's an ongoing process, and, it, and we don't even attempt, attempt to put that play in our book. Unbelievable. Our BBB Trusted Review is brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. There was one big key review in this game, and Sean McDermott was the one that challenged the spot on that fourth and two play, and I the, thought it was a bad call. Yeah. He won the, uh, the; it was overturned. It was a first down on fourth and a long two, a three, fourth and three. I don't know why they didn't kick the field goal. And that was the it other was thing. still a close game. We we're at eleven points down. Three points get you into a one score situation, and of course, we think we're geniuses, and we run a two yard out, and it was two and a half, and we come up a ball length short. Ridiculous. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let's head back out to the phone lines. We'll go out to Barrington and welcome in Dennis. Dennis, you're on with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I got a little different take on things. So I'm going to rail on the defense. In uh, our first-round draft pick, we let get away Rokan Smith. He had 15 tackles today for Baltimore, who won. He has 130 tackles, four and a half sacks this year. He's an impact player on defense. We don't have an impact player on defense. We have no rush. We have no big plays on defense. And I'll say this. Ryan Poles, I hope you're listening. E. Stanton Cook is a name that goes down in infamy who let Greg Maddox get away, who was a Cy Young Award winner. I'm not going to say Rokon Smith. Rokon Smith is a Cy Young Award winner quality person, but he's a pretty good player that's still developing. What good does it do if we get more number one draft picks, a bunch of number twos? We don't know what to do with them. We don't sign them. And we let the guy get away. Yes, he was negotiating probably for himself the wrong way, but management should have figured out a way. No, call it a contract extension. Don't you want to keep this guy? I've said enough. I'd like to hear what you guys say. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis, I think you did a pretty good job. (laughs) I really do. Well, the, the... the bottom line is Ryan Pace destroyed this franchise with mistake after mistake after mistake in the first round. The one that he got right to a certain extent was Roquan, okay? But essentially he spent five number one draft picks on on two different quarterbacks, 
Okay, one being Trubisky, one being Justin Fields. All that being said, Roquan, albeit he was a good player, Roquan, as his own agent, basically said, I will not re-sign for anything less than something like $30 million a year. And Eberflus and Ryan Poles deemed his abilities not to be worth $30 million a year. And that's just, hey, that you got to trust them to make the, the judgment. All I can tell you is, yeah, he's doing good in Detroit, I mean in Baltimore, but it doesn't change the fact that if he wouldn't sign a contract that was reasonable in their mind, then they had to unload him, and that's what happened. I just think we need to capitalize on those takeaways. You know, I know we did had three points on one of them, but uh, we need to capitalize on those short fields, um, and that's called that's be uh, that's really just complimentary football. The head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus, and the team did not capitalize on a lot of those for the turnovers that they got. They get three points out of it, basically. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Houston won its game today. The Bears are now a half a game out of the number one pick at this particular point. Two eleven and one, or two twelve and one for the uh, for Houston, and three and twelve now for the Bears. Well, how well have we done? With- yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, and everybody's screaming about this draft pick, and we got to get to the callers. Yep. But I, I'm just saying, look what Ryan Poles did last year. He traded down and got a whole bunch of guys in the fourth and fifth round, one of them being Braxton Jones. So if we get the first, second, or third pick, I could see him trading down. We'll on the, find out. On the subject of polls, let's get back out of the phones with uh, Josh and Joliet. Josh, around with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hi. Um, what would you guys do about, you know, what do you guys think? Um, because I know on the last post game show, you guys um, – uh, brought up about Ryan Poles and his free agent signings. So I'm going to ask you guys, should Ryan Poles be fired at the end of the season, or should he be given another chance at this? Well, no, he's not going to be fired, and I'm sure you know, he and Coach Eberflus probably have a three-year run before the heat really gets turned on, but think about this. The free agent said he signed was Justin Jones, a non-factor. Lucas Patrick, worse, hadn't done anything. EQ St. Brown was not available today, and, you know, he was a big reason why we lost the Green Bay game. Dante Pettis, nah. Uh, Muhammad, no, not a chance. In fact, he... How about Chase Claypool? And, 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 well, that was a trade. Not a, not a free agent signing. Yeah, but... Right. I know what you're saying, but Chase Claypool, in my mind, has a chance to be one of the top three, four receivers in our division. But I mean, with the bad knee, we don't get to see him. It, it, it's 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 not a good situation. We didn't see him before he got hurt either, Dan. Yeah, it wasn't you remember much. that we're on there. Why wouldn't? Why aren't they using this kid? Six four, two thirty. And can fly, get separation, and we're not even throwing to him. This yeah. is like the offensive coordinator doesn't know what which way he is up. Huh? Right. But right. what about this? Valus Jones actually had two great kickoff returns today in a 44-yard bomb catch. It was great. Good for him. Right, before we get back to the phone, it's time for Who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. When it's the 35-13 final, we look for uh, those that brought it. And uh, the punter today, Trenton Gill. How about that? Four punts. 
averaging 49.3 yards with a frozen football. He actually kicked a 63-yard punt today. That was good. And, you know, when you pick a punter as your the guy who brought it, <laughs> then what does that say about the other 52 guys on the team? Yeah, not, not a whole lot at this not point. Good. John in Rolling Meadows. John, you're up next here with Hampton OB. Go ahead. How you doing, guys? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm just going to go into the Buffalo. A minute left in the game. Fourth and third, or fourth, fourth down, three yards to go. And they pop it in the end zone. The game's over. It's a lock. They win their division and everything. And you guys discussed it, how we always take a knee. And they still pop one in on us. What does that tell you? I mean, again, again, to be you know to be a good football team, yeah, you got to have good players and good coaches and all that. But still, there has to be an empirical will to win, and we don't have it. And I'm just saying it, Matt Eberflus. You know, it's almost like losing comes a little easy right now. He knows he's got kind of an easy street and nobody to to really question him. But you're exactly right. Fourth and three down in the red zone. They could have took a knee and laughed all the way to the bus. Instead, they throw it in and make a touchdown, OB. Well, that's, there's there's another answer for that also. Who knows what's going to come up? I guess, obviously, they know they're in the playoffs, okay? And, and, and hopefully, they're going to get to the Super Bowl. So what if that play comes up, Danny, you know, uh, in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, you know? Why don't you try to do something in a situation like that? Why not go for it? Why not? Three oh months. yeah, I, 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 and learn from it. Well, and, and but, learn from it. But that's you know my what else, point. But what else does it tell you that Cincinnati is going to be looking at this film? That's who they play next week, and Cincinnati's going to say these guys are relentless. Here it is, the end of the game didn't matter, and here they're still going for the jugular. Well, again, the key, I want to play for Buffalo. The the key, Dan, is okay. They tried it. They had a play. That was down in that at that particular situation, and let's see what happens. Do we score? Do they stop us? What happens? And I think it's a smart move that makes them smarter. In my book, oh, absolutely. And you know what? You fear you fear a team like that. We don't fear. Nobody fears us. Today's play of the game sponsored by Good Foods. Game day is Guac Day. Bears fans enter to win amazing prizes at Game Day is Good food guac available at Jewel Osco. Uh, we'll, we'll take one of those Valus Jones Jr. catches, the, the catch that he made, the 44-yard bomb that uh, he came back and made a nice catch on the sideline as our play of the game as the Bears lose 35-13 to the Buffalo Bills. Caller's still lined up over here. Let's get out to Antioch. And Roscoe, you're on with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Happy Hanukkah, uh, Andy, and Merry Christmas, OB and Hampton. Thank you very much for showing your passion. This is the only call-in show I'll ever listen to because of you guys. Um, I'm old enough to remember this team in the mid-70s, and this was probably the last time this team was built around one great player. And uh, what, did they, what did they do at that point? I was at the Fiesta Bowl in 1978, and I watched this monster from Arkansas playing on the line. I, I turned to my dad and I said, boy, that would be awesome if they drafted him. Well, guess who they drafted in 79? I think we're talking to him. <laughs> you look at the drafts from 1980 through 1983, you built your team from the inside out. You've got Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary, Keith Van Horn. You signed Steve McMichael as a free agent in 81. You drafted Jim Covert, Richard Dent, and Mark Bortz in 83. You built that team from the inside out. You know who built them? You built them with a guy by the name of Jim Finks, who was hired by, guess who, George Hallis. So I should think we should be 
Maybe optimistic. The only problem is George Hallis did not hire Ryan Poles, and unfortunately it was his idiot grandson who hired him. So I think if, if uh, maybe Mr. Poles will go back and look at those drafts from 79-83 and he's learned something, and uh, maybe George McCaskey isn't in the room, maybe we've got a chance. So I'm going to hang up, listen to your reaction, and thanks again. Happy holidays. All right. Thanks Ro- for the call. Roscoe, let me tell you something. Has been, is now, and forever will be. In the National Football League, you win up front, okay? You've got to have five guys on the offensive line, and you got to have four guys or three guys on a defensive line that are man-eaters. That, that, I mean, there's where the difference is. That's where it is. You could have the greatest quarterback in the world, but if you have five guys in the offensive line that can't play dead, what do you think is going to happen to that quarterback and what do you think is going to happen to your record? You're going to go down in flames. It's always been up front, offensive and defensive line. That's how you build and start to win a world champion. You know, I, I always, when I played, I would look at the other team and think, do they have anybody that could play for us? And look at today's game. We don't have an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman that could start for the Buffalo Bills. Enough said. You wouldn't have a coach either, period. You think Dick is going to hire one of these guys? <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, back to the calls. We go to Dundee. We welcome in Chad. Chad, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, happy holidays, Hampton OB. Uh, love to hear you guys. I just wanted to point out what, what it seems to not be pointed out too often, and I think Mike North said it about 25 years ago. The biggest problem with the Bears is the McCaskies. They hired a an accountant as their president. Everything is about numbers because that's how they to make the revenue. And the, the last caller kind of expounded. I like to expound on what he said. In the seventies and eighties, I think there was a lockout early in eighty two or eighty three because of of money, right? So, and even Coach Ditko was hired as the lowest paid coach. It's always at the at the end of the day. They're overlooking how much is this going to be. You know, I don't know. You know, going after these unproven receivers and quarterbacks, it's a scary thing in the NFL, I guess, now because they throw $100 million at them. You know what I mean? I I think the Bears' number one priority, and, and I know money's money, but that's what it's all about is they don't want to – you guys, two weeks ago they were talking about we didn't have a receiver that made over a million dollars or whatever it was. It's about – it's always about the McCaskey. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thanks, Chad. Mr. Hampton, you signed you signed a racing form for me about 30 years ago at the turf room in Arlington uh, Arlington Park. Thank you. Hot dog. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> All right. Take care, Chad. Merry Christmas. All right. And, and hey, see, Chad, did he charge you for it? Probably. Yeah, we lost you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's the hidden hand, and folks, and this is a reality. Ryan Poles was hired to clean up the mess Ryan Pace made. We're over $100 million in dead cap. Khalil Mack will play tomorrow night. We're paying his salary. All these other players, I mean, and go right down it, Akeem Hicks, all these guys, it's dead cap money. They're playing somewhere else. We're paying them because of Ryan Pace. We're out of this mess next year. What that guy did to this team, Dan? Criminal. I'm telling you something. It doesn't border criminal. Criminal is the word. How that guy even lasted, what, seven years? And just go one year after another and make unbelievable stupid moves 
and he still kept his job. We had a lot of rookies playing out there, and yet they're still taking the ball away. You know, the offense had a lot of you know backups in today, but you know, still explosive plays. So just looking at the positives, you know, and that just you know gives us hope. Bears quarterback Justin Fields after the loss, 35-13 to the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field today. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Let's get to as many calls as we can here in our final segment before we uh, head into some Christmas programming here on WGM. Let's welcome in BG from LaGrange. BG, you're on with Happen will be. Go ahead. Thank you. Happy holidays, fellas. Merry Christmas. Um, hey, I just wanted to take issue with one thing that OB said and also agree with one thing. The thing I agreed with, he said the games are won on the line. And the thing I disagreed with was his comparison of Justin Fields to Mahomes, Allen, Jalen Hurts, and saying because he hasn't won like they have in the last two years, he doesn't have the potential that they do. I want to see if can you think of one offensive lineman for the Bears that could start on any of those three teams. And can you name one bear wide receiver that would start for those teams? And same thing for tight end. I think the answer is pretty obvious. And if you win with the line, there's an explanation for why Fields teams have not been winning. I'll listen to your comment. Thanks, BG. Appreciate it. Well, first and foremost, yeah, I, and you know, again, we have to deal in reality. And for Justin Fields to to kind of make that that quantum leap into the category of top 10 quarterback we're going to have to see it for you know a number of games where he's able to function and be efficient throwing the ball for 250 300 yards a game which is what the rules essentially allow a decent quarterback to do in today's NFL now all those things that you mentioned that he doesn't have is a big impediment we know that but still i think I've seen enough flashes to know that he's got that capability, but he's going to, he needs help and he needs a lot better coaching. Well, let me just tell you look at his record last year. Look at his record this year. That'll speak for itself. 312 981 7200. Back to the fans we go. Let's go to Ron in Chicago. Ron, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yes, uh, it's obvious uh, Justin Fields is not 100%. Uh, I hope he's not playing just to break the uh, single-season rushing yards and start yards by a quarterback. He needs about another 200 yards or so. Well, uh, it, he, he came out in the postgame, and we, uh, we heard a, a, a blurb that he said he's going to have lingering effects of his left shoulder being, you know, somewhat, you know, dislocated, you know, what a month and a half ago, 5 weeks, whatever it is. Uh, I don't think it's a, a it's a factor. I don't. I think what is a factor is the play calling and a lack of receivers. Think about this. Dante Pettis on third and 7 uh, somewhere in the middle, late part of the third quarter, we needed to drive. We needed to keep the ball away from Buffalo. And it was a third and seven. He threw a beautiful out route and Dante Pettison went right through his hands. I mean, that's not his fault, OB. He's got to get help. Well, Danny, there's, there's no question about it. I mean, my God, I told you the game is one up front. All right. 
Oh, how about a receiver that catches a third and seven? Well, how about a quarterback uh, how, that can throw the ball? He threw right? it perfectly. And how about a coach that can come up with a game plan? All right? We're failing on all fronts here, guys. And why, why, why do I say that? We've won three games and lost 12. Last year, Justin Fields, we won two and lost eight. All right, guys. What? We got about a minute to go here, folks, and uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. And uh, we do appreciate you uh, tuning us in, even though the the Bears aren't providing much of uh, much help for us here. Thirty five thirteen, they lose today. But uh, gentlemen, uh, I wish you both a very happy holiday. He went through dark days. I went through dark days. Hopefully, these are the dark days. The the light is uh, ahead in the you know in the near future. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all, and more important. And he healthy, needs some coaching, too. Uh, <laughs> and more important to all, a healthy 23. We're going nowhere without it. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back with you again uh, next Sunday at uh, noon. It's a, a noon kickoff, so we'll be back with you at 11 uh, for the Bears at Detroit, that game coming up next week. And uh, until then, we do wish you a happy holiday, a safe holiday with your family and your friends. Sammy Martino, excellent job out there today. The solo man with the Santa hat. We love it. And uh, Sammy's the man. He is the man. So thanks very much. And again, thank you for listening. Coming up next, it's the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And Hampton OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.